everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. I am your resident psychotherapist, Tom Stevens, here with Nick Stevens for a show you are not going to want to miss. This I've been waiting for, Nick. I've been waiting for this, too. I mean, this is another artist interview, but it, it's more than that. I feel like a lot of people don't know this person a whole lot. They know this person by a certain thing and i feel like now we're going to get to hear who this person is and this person is michaela sippel michaela sippel better known as the girl who did a song with nf and yeah. we're gonna ask all about that but mostly gonna ask about her about yeah. mental health about her journey through music and life at such a young age i cannot wait to hear what she has to say and for us to just spend a little time with her. Yeah, I'm excited because we do all these, we've done all these artist interviews. And I think out of all of them, we've been able to hear who these people actually are. And we've been mm. able to see how they're normal people. Like we see them on this pedestal or like, whoa, this person, this Michaela did a song with NF. Like that's so cool. Mm -hmm. But then when you talk to these artists, you realize how normal they actually are. So I'm yeah. excited for that. And I think from where we're coming from, how much they appreciate getting regular questions about yeah, them, instead true. of about the fame, instead of about the popularity, just to really understand struggles in life along with the victories and how they handle mm -hmm. the things that are coming at them. Because totally. sometimes we don't get to hear what it's like in their daily life, what it's been like with their past and family and relationships, friendships and everything. So we're going to get into all that today. I'm excited. Um, so Michaela is a 17 year old girl. She's from, or she lives in New Zealand now. Um, we got to ask her about the whole Australia, New Zealand thing. Cause that's very interesting, but um, that's what we know about her now, but I'm excited to learn more about her. So yes, wait. let's get into this. All right. I can't wait guys without further ado. Here is Michaela Sipple. Michaela Sipple, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. We are super pumped to have you. Nick and I cannot wait to just hear more about you. Yes, hello. It's awesome. I'm really keen to get on this call with you guys and love what you guys do. <laughs> well, thank you. I, first of all, wouldn't have known you would have known who we were. You're on the other side of the world, so that's <laughs> flattering. But let me tell you, so well known you are for the song Chasing with NF, where you're featured in that, and beautiful. I can't wait to hear more about that, but 13 million views on YouTube of that, Nick. 13 million views. Lot. Can you, t first of all, at your age, which I I just never would have guessed you, you could do all that at 17 years old, but can you tell me, first of all, how music started for you? Like, when did yeah. it begin? Yes. So I, like, um, when I was like 12 years old, I, um, picked up the guitar in school in music class. We were learning guitar and, um, I picked it up quite quickly cause I've always been quite musical. Um, and my music teacher, he was always like pushing me to like, keep going. He's like, you've got so much talent, like keep going. And then he'd try to get me to sing in front of my class, which was terrifying. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> eventually, um, he got me like, singing at the school chapel, like on stage. Okay, then, so when did you learn? Yeah. And some, I was telling you about my son before uh, this, but who was an actor, my younger son. Tell mm -hmm. me when you knew you could sing, like, because there is that moment oh. where it's like, hmm, maybe I can like do this. 
Oh, man. To be honest, when I was 12, I sounded terrible. I was so bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it was once I did start um, getting the confidence on stage, like when I was about, you know, 15, after doing it for a while mm-hmm. and gaining the confidence and really getting into music, um, then I started doing it more and more every day for hours a day. And, like, I just got better and I was like, damn, I think I can do this. I like this. <laughs> that is really cool and fun to do. Yeah. Now, in your bio, I was confused because you mentioned being in New Zealand, but I think from Australia. Tell me what your roots are. Yeah, yeah. So I'm born and raised in Australia. Which part? Uh, Queensland. Okay. Do you know where Queensland is? No, because I'd love to no, get over to that so. part of the world. I've just never been there. <laughs> is it in the middle, Queensland, the top, the bottom? It's like uh top right it's like the coast like with the gold coast sunny coast brisbane all those places yeah you guys probably don't (laughs) and how long did you live there um i grew up there till i I moved over here when i was like two years ago so 15 oh so long ago wow (laughs) yeah i haven't been here that long in new zealand that's pretty small right yeah, it's, it's, it's like Australia's little brother. <laughs> so it's pretty similar than living. Why? I mean, it's not a huge change for you. Not necessarily. It's a lot colder, but it's pretty much the same. Is it harder to do? I just wonder from a country like that, is it harder in the music industry being there as opposed to other places? I would say so, yes. Yeah. I think you can. Like, It's definitely possible to make a career out of being in this country but it's not as like you can only go so far in New Zealand so so when um when did you start I mentioned singing but when did you start becoming like Mm a musical artist like where you put everything together I guess creating right Yeah. yeah so I started like songwriting composing my own songs in music class at this I went I changed schools eventually because I just kept moving around Australia different places and um yeah this one particular music class I was taking in school like we had to compose our music and that's where I wrote my first song and the teacher was like whoa you're really good at songwriting and I was like oh like it was I could do it I was very it was something that came very quickly to me Mm -hmm. and I loved doing it and it was a way for me to like I always love journaling and expressing my emotions on paper but like doing it through music's like a whole nother level of therapy you know yep so, yeah, I started, I did that. That really opened up my eyes to like, wow, I really want to do this. I just kept doing it to get me through everything I was going through at the time. And then I was started posting a lot on social media and then NF thing happened and, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> How old were you when that happened? 15. Okay. So that was a couple of years ago. Can uh, Let me ask you this, like, I think artists, especially music artists, are so creative because of putting that, like, I don't have the brain to be able to put all of that together, number one, lyrically to be able to write, but number two, at least the way I've been trained, and number two, to be able to put music to it. Does your music that you create, that you try to compose, that you put together come from, especially the lyrics, your real life? Like, do you pull straight from that or do you just pull from storytelling? I pull it all from real life. Really? Yeah. 
it's all Man. my personal like mental health struggles like it's literally just a way for me to vent and feel better like if i'm start if i get all anxious and overwhelmed it's like okay i need my guitar i need my book like it's my songwriting journal here and it's like full of my songs uh, oh my gosh look at that that's so cool it's like yeah i don't know not not necessarily i like i do storytell from other people's perspectives like my if someone comes to me like i'm feeling like this met can you try write a song about it like i'll i can i do that as well but yeah mainly just my own so your transition sorry nick because i'm good um are you going to ask one of my questions? I don't think so. <laughs> I just have so many because I hear what you say and then it just leads me off in a direction. Like, can you tell me anything you want to share, but what are the key life experiences you've had that have been so pivotal, that have been things you've wanted to get out, that you've wanted to, because when an artist puts, Michaela, I just, as a therapist, like I hear stories every day of people who have gone through trauma and tragedy and addiction and law, people who have lost children, people who have lost spouses, people who just stories that are coming from all directions. And it's my job, but it also is my passion. I love what I do. And some people look at me and say, I don't know how you can do what you do every day, hour after hour, hearing these different stories. But I ask mm -hmm. you, like, I don't know how you can do what you do by taking your life and putting it out there in front of people. What are the key, anything you want to share about the key things that have happened in your life that you have applied to music? Um, I don't know what I should or shouldn't share, but like, yeah, it doesn't have um, to be like, is it family like, transitions? Is it personal, like, yeah. relationship stuff? Is it just personal, like, yeah, it's more my personal, like, my mental health, like, something I've struggled with a lot um it got really bad when I was like like I there was quite a lot of family drama and transitioning and divorce and like you know just difficulty with my parents and just you know it was a bit rough and I was kind of all over the place for like quite a while so and just never had any stability so it just kind of knocked me out of place, if you know what I mean. That's what I was going to ask you. So what did you do with that? You know, one of our mantras on our channel is balance, keeps me stable. Mm -hmm. Nick's got oh, the shirt on. That's, that, you know, I always fine. talk about yeah. eating, sleeping, exercise, kind of mm -hmm. those key elements of keeping things stable and not being too wacky with things. That What did you do when it got all out of whack like that? <laughs> I did not function. I went, I was just, yeah quickly went into deep depression and it just gets just worse like and worse right like it worse beat, worse. yeah yeah and um oh I was also around that same time I I, I grew up as a um dancer mm. like a full-time dancer that was always my thing um still is my thing but can't do it anymore but um yeah so I have chronic pain and I had to quit and give up dancing when I was like you know 14 ish and that's really when i picked up the music and that like yeah that's also another reason why i got quite heavily depressed because i lost something i loved so much but then i had to find something else to help me keep going what if a great sense. description yeah. michaela like that describes so much what people when they go through a life transition and many times it's losing something or giving up something uh, or something stopping 
and you don't have anything to fill that in, how hard it can be to, to like be happy at all, especially if you feel alone at all. And especially if you don't have, um, the stability and security from the past to be able to, to kind of bounce back from it. But go yeah, ahead. I was just going to say yeah. like, that's, that's awesome that you found something else that you're, I don't know how, how you weigh those two passions, but how like you're able to find something else to do to get you out of that, or at least help you with yeah. that. That's really cool. Um, okay. I did want to, did want to ask, uh, what is your music like now compared to what it was when you <laughs> first started? I know you're, Still really young so you have not even it gone doesn't through. seem like we're talking to somebody who's 17 like I know. With everything you've yeah. been through and what you've done but that's a great question yeah. wow yeah um when i first started it was more i kind of got my inspiration from like church um so i was like doing like more like worship kind of music um because i guess like i was i was singing a lot of church at the time and that was kind of where my inspo was coming from and then mm -hmm. heavily getting into NF. <laughs> um, so lots of inspo like that. So, and then my mental health was getting a lot worse. So I started, it's eventually just turned into something that's yeah, a way like just me venting and then a way for some other people to relate to the music. But so, at, it started out as not necessarily like my mental health, I guess. Yeah. Like I don't when, really know. when your mental health gets in the way because this is good for people who are listening. We get so many comments from people who feel so alone or feel so misunderstood or feel so by themselves because they can't get help. And and they'll tell us, like, I, I can't get any good help or all the help I've gotten has been bad and and I don't know what to do. And so I watch your videos, Tom, and, and, and listen to what you're saying about taking care of myself and mental health. But when your mental health mm -hmm. gets bad... Do number one, Michaela, do people see it around you like family and friends? And number two, in the past, have you been able to get the help for that? Or do people kind of minimize that or not see it as big of a deal? Yeah, well, that was my biggest struggle for a long time is that like, especially being a teenager, you're not taken seriously in most of the time. It's like you're just a teenager, like get mm -hmm. over it. And it's just life get over it yeah and it just literally just shoved me into a hole and i just completely closed up from everyone and everything and mm -hmm. it was terrible and i didn't didn't get help and when i did try to never really went forward with anything it never got me anywhere um it was just terrible for a long time yeah and i got myself out of it eventually that's amazing i don't know how I don't know how. <laughs> Honestly, like uh, there are some people who really go through a lot of stuff and they, you know, I remember watching a, a video, it was a documentary on Juice World actually. And he was talking about when he was like 10, 11 years old or something. And he told his family members he was about being, having anxiety or something. And they're like, you don't have the, you don't have that problem. Like, just get out of here. Like they just kind of shoved him away. And I remember him mm -hmm. specifically saying like, man, I was, put myself out there kind of, and just got pushed away. Like you don't have exactly. that. And it happens to children so much of the time. Yeah. It's so sad. Even All like, yeah, even like kids who don't, they, I feel like with, with your experience with working with children in the past, mm -hmm. like 
-hmm. I've learned a lot from you with even through me, like stories that you've told about me, how (laughs) when children try to be vulnerable and even if they don't know exactly what they're saying, it's amazing how they can be vulnerable. And then when people just kind of shove that to the side, can you, you can imagine what it's like when they get older. Yep. I think that's what I've learned a lot through. Yeah. Sorry for cutting you off. No, you're good. It's just really sad. Like it's, it makes me angry and frustrated. Like, like, and that's what I, I feel like people who have struggled with mental health will sit down and listen to you and try to understand and try to help you. But people who just don't understand, just brush it off. Like, Oh, you've got, you've got what you need in life. Like you're fine. Like you've Mm -hmm. got a house, you've got shelter, you've got food, you're fine. But it's actually like, no, I can't even look after myself, even with it all around me. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking you for help, professional help. Yep. (laughs) It's, it's serious, but it's never taken seriously. Especially when you're younger. So I've worked Mm -hmm. with so many teenagers in my life. I've done a lot of work with foster care and adopt children going through foster care and adoption and just a lot of teenagers in general. And so much of the time, it doesn't mean you have to agree with teenagers all the time Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. adults are kind of like, well, they just don't know better kind of thing, but you have to at least hear them and hear their voice. And so much of the time their voice doesn't get heard and the help's not gotten. And so people don't get help till they're 25, 30, 40, 30, 40 years old. It's too late because they will have created patterns already in their lives. So it's pretty commendable to you to number one, speak about it. Number two, sing about it. And number three, actually fight through it and not quit. Cause that's the one thing I always tell people, right? One foot in front of the other, keep moving forward, mm-hmm. work really hard to just not let anything derail you. And I tell people don't curl up in a bed in a dark room and watching social media because it's exactly. going to create more anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. So, mm-hmm. uh, kudos to you for that. Do you, um, do you think people, I'll get off of this after this question, Michaela, but do you think people have an accurate picture of you? You know, I always say, don't judge a book by its cover. Like you see somebody, you see a movie star, you like, we see you as a star, but like you see somebody who's kind of famous or well-known, like do people you think have an accurate view of who you are, like, and how real you are and vulnerable and all that? I would like to think so. I would mm-hmm. like to see myself as someone who's just myself on social media vulnerable I like to be vulnerable and um share what's going on with my life with my audience although it's not to an extent that people do know me you know but I feel like they will once my music's released I'll have a bit more of an understanding and I I don't know it depends on the audience um but I am really like known as the NF girl but there is a lot more. <laughs> There's a lot more behind that as well. Yeah, It's like being typecast, right? In a movie, like you're this character now forever. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be yeah. it. I wanted to, before Which I'm we... not complaining about it, by the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> uh, before we get into, we we're going to ask you about that whole NF chasing thing. But I wanted to ask you yeah. real quick before, uh, what can you tell people that are watching this that they may not know, they might may know you as the NF girl. So what can you tell them that they might not know? About? Oh, good question. I like it. Sure. Hmm. She is so approachable, like disarming, <laughs> like really. And to me, you are so calming just sitting with you. Like I sit with people all day, right? And I get to vibe and sense off of them, but you seem so disarming and so 
uh, calming yeah. that anybody could sit with you. So that's a pretty cool feature. I'm not answering that for you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. That That's a big compliment. Um, I don't know. I feel like my with my music, I think people, there's some stuff that's quite, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like, sound like I'm, I don't know, talking about my music, like boasting about it, but it's really cool. <laughs> there's like, it's got like some, I don't know, like rocky, grungy features in the background. Like it's got like a bit of a, you know, that kind of tinge in it. And it's just like a little bit dirty. And I like it like that. Like it's, it's got like the raw emotion mm. in it. You can like really feel, you know, it's, it's good. I don't know how to explain cool. it. <laughs> that is really cool because that's right. People see you in this one way. They don't yeah. know, no, 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 you're an artist and you create things. Can Okay. NF chasing. Like, I don't even know how it all got created. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I was talking to Nick about it, but did you create a verse and then NF heard it? Did he like who, how did that all come about? Okay. So Nate, I'm a huge, huge NF fan. Like right? before you are, you were already is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, so every post I'd see every little snippet I'd see. So he, he posted a little snippet of, um, chasing like an unreleased song. Um, it was just the chorus and, you know, me being in the fan base, we're all like, whoa, like, it's amazing. Please drop the song. Like, <laughs> we love it so much. Um, at the Like, I had this big fan page at the time and I was, you know, posting on there and I decided to, I did a cover of that chorus of what he posted. I learned on piano and, you know, took the video and didn't really think much of it. And I was like, oh, I'll put it on my fan page. And then all, all my friends, like the other NF fans were like, whoa, this is amazing. They were blowing it up, blowing it up, blowing it up, like getting Tommy to watch it and Nate to watch it. And I, and then like two days later, I woke up to a message from Nate and like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I like yeah. was just like, did you think, was it real weird. at first? Like, were you thinking, look, let me verify, like, let me make sure, like, this is. Oh, I knew who it was. I knew it was him. <laughs> I knew it was the real deal, but I couldn't, I still to this day, like seriously can't wrap my head around the fact that like my therapist, my lifesaver, like yeah, my guy was like, yo, love your stuff. Like, this is amazing. And sorry, I, like, oh, it was so funny because he hadn't seen my messages beforehand as well. Like I just like spammed him with so many <laughs> messages and he was like, oh my goodness. Sorry, I haven't seen all these. <laughs> wow. Anyways, that's real. And then, but so... He had a, a demo that came out and you you added something yeah. to it? Uh, so he asked me if he could take um, my original audio. He wanted it just how it was, like the raw track from yeah. the video. He asked if we could just, they could just take it and use it in the song as a feature. And you were Which like, I don't so know, cool. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like not really my vibe. <laughs> Did you expect when that happened for it to turn out like that? I mean, because it got a lot of attention specifically because of that, uh, the way that your track was, sure, yeah. uh, that got a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no, I didn't really expect it. I honestly had, I always struggled with self-doubt and I doubted that it just wasn't good enough. But Nate was just like, you know, I really like it raw like that, which I was like, you know, if, if Nate says that and if Tommy and these people yeah. really like it, then I'm just going to trust them. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like it got a great reaction and people love it. It's I think it's just like I when I remember when they sent it to me, like it was literally like like it was done in a day. Wow, it was man. crazy. They sent it back to me, um, and it was incredible. Wow. So like right from the time nice. that he messaged me, like literally a week after he messaged me, the first message that's when the song was released. It happened so quickly, wow. and I had no time to process anything. Yeah, it was that just is like crazy. Insane. Like, hearing that from you is shit is making me like shake because like i'm a huge enough fan too i've been a fan of his since mm -hmm. i was in seventh or eighth grade which was like yeah, 10 was, years ago nine or 10, 10 years ago 10 now. years ago yeah so like, i've been a wow. super fan of him too and i've been following i probably followed that fan page to be honest that you made i didn't know it was you but yeah i probably did to be <laughs> honest but um yeah so because you're you're 21 now so yeah, yeah that would have been like 12 years old or so that would have been yeah. about 10 years ago Wow, and he, he hardcore OG Nick fan. even took yeah. me to a. This is what's, what's weird. That? Nick took me to a con. Well, I took him to a concert when he came to <laughs> Houston, and I forget which one that first one was. That was we went uh, to. Um, but in a semi small arena back then, perception. perception but and yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's all right. And I'm like, I didn't know. And then. All this happens and it's like, oh my gosh, all this time Nick has been a huge super fan of his. And so this is mm -hmm. as close as you've ever gotten to NF. Yeah, you're, is, you're one step away from I'm like, NF right I'm now. I'm like a fanboy here. Like, I'm just like amazed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so cool. Have you met oh, him or had any personal conversation with him? Yeah. So we've, you know, messaged and we've had a phone call um, gosh. and messaged recently. And yeah, well, we haven't had the chance to meet each other yet because of, you know, COVID at the time. Oh, that's right. He hasn't been touring recently and I'm in a different, I'm like on the other side of the world, but we're definitely, well, we were going, hoping to meet each other um, when we can. Man, I know that would be a dream come true. You yeah. deserve it. That's what yeah. you for sure. And I know I just, knowing him, he will for sure make that happen when he can, just because I'm sure he's so grateful to you. He's a beautiful and genuine soul and, you know, like, all the fans know that he's just like a such a good person. So you would um, say he is the the guy that he is that guy then. Yeah, that's awesome. Hundred percent. Him and um Tommy Prophet as well, his mm -hmm. producer. They're just both amazing people. Yeah. Has he ever toured on your side of the world? Uh yes. Um, not that I've ever been able to go because mm -hmm. I haven't seen him in concert because you. Usually the arenas that he would um, have in Australia, they were you needed someone who was over eighteen with you. I was always under eighteen, and no one wanted to go with me. So, man, and money. So, and money. <laughs> can I? Okay, can I shift gears now? Yeah, yeah. To your material. Okay. Sure. So I listened to another birthday, and can you talk about that for a minute with me? Because that song resonated with me because I'm sitting there. This is an older guy, right? I'm 53 years old. So I'm I'm on the other side of life from y'all. And I, I talk to a lot of younger people, which keeps me young. But when I listen to that, I think, wow, she really hit on the reality of um, who really is a true friend, who really is there for you. 
And, you know, every year, I don't know if you do it in your country, but in the States here, we get these cards from people and these letters about their year at Christmas time. Like, here was our year, and and Billy went and graduated kindergarten, and Joey's going to college, all these great things. And Jill's like, my wife's like, I think I'm going to put a Be Real card out this year, y'all. And I'm going to show, you know, me without makeup and in my sweats and dad with his, you know, I had some skin cancer taken off with with this scar on his forehead. <laughs> and we're going to just talk about all the things that went wrong this year <laughs> so that we can finally just put it out there. But this song to me, when I listened to it, I thought you were just this is to me. So many times you hear from people at those times of celebration and it's like, OK, like, is this really? I don't know. Tell me about the song and how it came about. Okay. <laughs> so I wrote that when I was sick, like the week before my 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I just seriously, I just had, I just had enough. I was like, it's so much anxiety that builds up to it. It's like, you're going to have a party. You're going to do all this stuff. You're going to have some friends over. And it's like, what friends actually care? What friends do I actually want to invite? There's no one real that I want in my circle right now. Like, I just am sick of this. <laughs> uh-huh. So, and like year after year, just eventually after being a kid, being a kid was great, but, um, you know, over time I just, yeah, I was like, this is just ridiculous. Like if you don't like, I just, I really hate when like, you know, people will just hit you up on your birthday. It's like, I hope you're doing great and like, love you so much, whatever. It's like, you have no idea what I've been going through. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm far from great. It's like, thanks for checking in though. Right. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, thank you. Had a great day. (laughs) Hope you're well too. (laughs) um, What response did you get from that? Like, what have you gotten? What do you hear from people? I didn't realize that it would do as well as it did, especially because I just like left it so simple. I did like nothing to it. It was just me and my guitar. And I got so many, like I've had so many beautiful, sad messages from people that just like that feel the same way, which I really just feel like, like that was always something that I always thought was something wrong with me because everyone gets excited for their birthdays and like a great time of the year. And it's like, for me, it's the opposite. It's like, uh. I know. <laughs> but, um, for people to relate to it and have it like voiced for them, mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me. And it was, that was a good reaction. That's what I want. I just love this because mental health is, <laughs> is my passion, but it, people talk about, you know, you can't always see what's happening in your own mm-hmm. life. And so sometimes it, things are spiraling or things are snowballing and it's hard to actually get a grip. If you ever roll down a hill, sometimes it's hard to just stop yourself. I mean, you, the momentum is carrying you and you're rolling faster and faster and you're describing that what so many people have. And I'm telling you the number of people we get who have messaged me that say, you know, I need help or I don't know what to do, or I'm hanging Mm -hmm. on and they, they will lean on comments from me the same way that, it's hard when you're rolling downhill and you can't stop or when you feel the waves of emotion. It's like a lava lamp, you know, when you wave a lava lamp and it goes back and forth, it doesn't just flow quickly back. It all floods and it's hard to catch your breath. Like you said. It's very hard. 
Yeah, and it's just one thing that my therapist at the time, I was seeing a counsellor in school because I couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. in my lunch breaks, I was just like, or in a spare period, I'd try to see her as much as I could. And mm-hmm. she gave me, like, good advice, like, when those waves come, because, like, quite often a huge wave will come and then you'll yeah. go further down and then another wave and you'll go further down. Yeah, It's like learning how to ride them. Mm-hmm. smoothly and not falling off the wave and drowning and having a huge episode and just like figuring out you know your triggers figuring out what can help you when stuff's building up so it's like when it is building up grab my guitar write a song get it mm-hmm. all out before it builds up and explodes you know very well That's said awesome. i was just gonna talk about triggers because you just said before you oh. said that that <laughs> That what we do so much work with trauma, Jill and I do, and and a lot of EMDR stuff and things that help people desensitize the nervous system. And and when you look mm. at triggers, everything comes from a sight, a smell, a touch, a taste, a sound that we very often don't know it until we're already in the middle of it. And so you're right. You take that momentum and you ride with it and you learn to let it flow in and out. And you describe mm-hmm. that very well. And I think for a lot of people, they don't have any regular reminder of it's okay we can work through this it's not about bad things happening in our lives it's about whether we can handle them and do something about them are you gonna say something um yeah i was just gonna say that that's cool that that you are aware enough because a lot of people aren't like a lot of people don't know how to cope and will just you know do a lot of not good things to cope like they'll find bad things to do and so for you to realize that i need to find Mm -hmm. my guitar i need to write a song get all this out before it builds up. I think that's really cool and awesome. Yeah. And I'm glad that I've come to that point now, but for a while I wasn't where I am now. And that was Mm -hmm. probably the worst period of my life because I wasn't coping and didn't have healthy coping coping mechanisms. That's why getting help is really important. Like, even if it's like, yeah, sometimes it's really hard to get help around you because, you know, some places don't have the resources, Mm -hmm. but research do as much as you can to help yourself like figure out what helps you you know like it just take it day by day and don't encourage like your mental health if that makes sense try to get out of the pattern like you were saying earlier like being locked in a dark room and doing that days on end that only makes it worse like Mm -hmm. even if you just open the blinds like there's just like trees in front of me now and it's like right right. (laughs) feel a bit better yeah it is amazing (laughs) how uh like we'll I'll talk about often, you know, when you, when you smile, if I smile right now, even though I'm not like trying to, I'm not happy smiling or anything, I'm just forcing myself to smile. The brain doesn't know the difference between a fake smile and a real smile. It registers those feelings either way. There are certain ways, like you said, to open the blinds and see the trees, to go on a walk and feel the wind, to hear the noise and the sound of birds, to have your feet moving. All of those Mm -hmm. things put yourself in a position actually get well but i think so many people feel so overwhelmed that they just give up and it's like you know i i don't it's too hard to doggy paddle and try to stay above water that it's that's true and i completely get that feeling because it was like that for a long time i think it's just figuring out what makes you comfortable and what doesn't overwhelm you because like in my backyard i i feel okay because it's not like in front of the world (laughs) you know what i mean um yeah it's it's hard yeah. small steps though isn't that small? Yeah. well go ahead you were gonna... um i was just gonna ask Sorry, um yeah. so tell tell us about like a day in your life now um and how you keep yourself balanced in that because if you're i just want to know like what 
what a day in your life looks like, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's been a bit all over the place recently. Um, well, it, it, you know, more recently it was, you know, I've been working full time, just um, trying to pay my bills, working a lot, getting home, exhausted. And just that was just not good for my mental health at all. Um, I think it, I don't think it is for most people, but I just wasn't coping. Um, and, you know, again, that was just, yeah. I've, I'm chronic pain. I don't like mm. to talk about it, but, you know, chronic pain is like very much part of the daily life, especially while at work. So, um, yeah, but at the moment, it's just working casually when I, can work when my body allows me to going to the studio a lot at the moment um having lots of sessions with my producer which is really exciting um and i'm starting this artist development course at an academy and it's just like you know lots of fun music stuff so that's really cool so can i ask what's coming like what you mentioned your music so what are you creating and what do you see down the road coming from you I've got so much material. Um, it's now just figuring I'm, you know, piecing together what I want to release. And I've got quite a few demos ready, waiting, just, you know, getting all my stems sent to my producer and then they'll get mixed and mastered. We'll get some singles out and hopefully sometime this year we'll have the album done as well, which is really exciting. So when will we see something like anything? <sighs> I don't want to. I don't want to say something and then it not happen. I know. You know? <laughs> That's why you. But I, this year. Yeah. This year, yes, this year definitely. Well, you do an NF thing and like throw out this. Nick showed me one day this forty-second blip of a song and then it disappears and you know it's like we just got forty seconds. I don't know if you heard that, but when he did that one, I guess it's off his new album that's gonna come it was a cool little sound bite of whatever he created like are you gonna i just love when people do that because it's like (laughs) it's just a taste of yeah he's oh nate is just it hurts your brain (laughs) (laughs) why you do this to me bro but you know even even he had talked about uh, perfectionism and getting caught in that trap and that loop of just Mm -hmm. not being able to put stuff out because it's just not good enough yet and i didn't know with you like if you have so much material, it, and I, I wonder about artists because it's like when you put it out, it's out. It's kind of done. Like, I mean, so you have to really be ready to have it done to get it exactly. out there. Yeah. And that's what, like, it's taken me a while. And I feel like like it's, it's almost like drained myself and like I'm hungry and thirsty, like to put it out there and get it all out there and, you know, just get into the music it's mm-hmm. it's fun it's exciting it's exciting for the followers um but like they've just been we've just all been sitting here for like the last two years with like nothing just one little single and then the song with invent but <laughs> it's it's been taking time to you know for me to process everything that's happened for me to get my own help for me to figure out my sound and how oh. i want my music to be um, so that then I can start releasing because once you start, you should keep going, you know. So I'm like, I think I'm at a point now to start doing that and take off. So I'm, I'm excited. 
That didn't seem like it takes so much time. Yeah, for real. It would be frustrating for me, like months and years to create me. Like when a song comes out, it's like, great, they got a song out. But you kind of, we have this picture of like, they just whipped out a song and like yeah. released it. And it's like, <laughs> no, man, this has been like my child that I've raised and gotta be hard <laughs> to just get it just right. Mm. It It really depends on like how you want it, I guess, as well, because my song, Another Birthday, that was so quick and easy like I whipped that up like I like I wrote that really quickly most of my stuff I can write pretty quickly but then it's like the actual getting it recorded just the guitar and the vocals that's pretty quick and then a little bit of mixing mastering didn't have a lot of like we didn't really have a lot of time before the release like we only gave like the distributor a couple weeks notice so it wasn't great but you know it's still it was still great but um something like the stuff that i'm doing now that's gonna take because it's so much bigger and better it's gonna take a bit longer so that we can try get it out there and you know um promote it even better and do the work a lot of work and all the business stuff you know what i, know. I mean sorry i'm talking a lot all the <laughs> details okay i want to know this i've asked so many questions i've got one more for you and it's about younger people. I don't know if this is stepping on your toes, but younger people and just teenagers or young people in general of what you would tell them if they are stuck or having a hard time or not sure how to get out of the loop or the, the struggle or feel misunderstood or not heard. What just what you would, what would you tell them? It's so hard because you don't want to listen. Like sometimes it's, you don't, you can't listen or like actually listen to what people are trying to tell you mm -hmm. because you're such a blank brick wall. I think it's actually, you do need to listen and try to, you know, take that advice and at least try to use it. Even if it just feels like nothing's working, something will work. And there is a glimpse of hope, like hold on to that little bit of hope that you, that you do have, Mm -hmm. have whether that's your family whether that's your friends like even if it's one person something mm -hmm. to hold on to yeah. and use that to wake up every day to get up every day to look after yourself because you can't you need to like look after yourself to look after people around you you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. so it's like the small things like you know just having a shower like sometimes that's overwhelming like especially when you're depressed like right. you can't eat like, and it's a really hard cycle to get out of because it's, you know, they turn into disorders and it's a deep depression. You can't get out of it. But just the tiniest little things, it's very, very, very slow, but it all makes a huge difference mm -hmm. over time. Just keep doing it, keep pushing and keep going mm -hmm. at it and you'll get out, you know? That's so true because I was talking to somebody with an eating disorder recently in my office who had mm. totally changed her life. I've known her for... 15 years, like half her life, honestly. So yeah. just known everything about her and it's a special, unique bond. In fact, she's gone through school and she's a therapist now, which is incredible. And she had talked yeah. about cool. just the struggles of slipping backwards, had totally changed her life, her body, her mental state, everything amazing, mm -hmm. but it started slipping backwards. And she was yeah. telling uh, the significant other in her life, she said, you know, I need help with this. Like, to, to make sure things aren't around me so that I don't have access to certain food mm. and just just so it'll help me. And the yeah. the boyfriend she has was telling her, well, just just don't eat it. And it's the classic answer, right? <laughs> People are like, well, just stop doing yeah. that. Just don't be depressed, yeah. Michaela. Like just snap out of it and like 
go enjoy life. And it's so oh, really? frustrating. Yeah. Really? No <laughs> way. I didn't think of that. Oh. That's funny. And for me, it's very frustrating because, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen it. I know it. I live in it. And even though I don't struggle with this, I will struggle with that. And so yeah. when they're all the same, they're all interrelated. But some people could say, you know, it's no problem. Just quit doing that. But in reality, when it's your thing, it's very hard to get mm-hmm. out of. And and I think depression is a really, depression and anxiety are a really hard one because they're not as noticeable all the time outwardly to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you mentioned it, Michaela, too. Like, that's where having that one person, even if it's just one person or mm-hmm. whoever it is, just to be your accountability partner. Like, I mean... I have accountability partners in my life. I'm mm-hmm. great. I'm so grateful for them because I mean, we all have struggles. We all go through things yeah. and to have that person to just check in with, it's, it can be the difference. Like to be vulnerable yeah. and to be real, to not be shamed, to not be judged and to be encouraged, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. Uh, is helpful exactly. because man, this comparison world we're living in on social media, right? Every picture yeah. you put out is a description of, of who you are. So it better be a good one and nothing can be, yeah, and even real. the whole be real thing. It's like you can I take know. multiple pictures on be. It's like okay, it's so like wait, people aren't even be real. <laughs> aren't even ten real pictures. Be real. Yeah. yeah, why don't you just do one? Like, but they can't anyway. That that's the way it goes. Michaela, <laughs> you have been amazing. We can't thank you enough for how real you've been, how honest, how helpful, and uh, how encouraged we are now to to me to see somebody yeah. younger in a younger generation who's actually trying to make life better and doing great things in this world. And so. you're going to have to definitely let us know when you drop your songs because we want to react. Yes. Yeah, definitely. For we'll sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for being a part of us. And thanks for spreading mental health awareness to the world. Michaela, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. <laughs> well, 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 Nick, that blew me away. Amazing. Every time I do a podcast, it makes me happier and happier because all the people we react to, we don't get to hear and then we hear from, and then we get to hear the totally. inside story to their life. Yeah, Michaela was these. so down to earth. She really was. I mean, you said it during the podcast too, like how just relaxing it Disarming, is. Disarming. Yeah. Approachable. Yeah, exactly. Kind. Like all those things started coming to mind and I thought, I feel totally, totally relaxed talking to her. Yeah, it's like a anybody that, I mean, I could just imagine just sitting down and just relaxing and having fun. Yeah. Like with her. That would be so cool. But like, she is. She's totally down to earth. I mean, we could have talked for hours, yeah. it feels like. So, what did she awesome. call herself? Like, she's known as the, the NF girl. The NF girl. Yeah, exactly. But I think in today's show, we were able to see that she's Michaela Sipple. Hmm. Yep. And I think that's really cool. Like you can be known as this person, like this is kind of how your name got out there, but she's got mm-hmm. so much more to her than that. Very kind, very sweet, very vulnerable yeah. and very real to put it in terms of. Yeah. NF. I mean, she, she said it in the episode, how much of a fan girl she is of NF and how much she has, how much NF has taught her, which is really cool as well. So uh, I feel like we're going to have to do a part two of this. I mean, she's dropping music this year. I she said, wait so to hear her I'm music. Really, I'm really excited to hear that. And uh, we'll definitely be reacting to it. Yeah. Go follow Michaela Sipple for sure on all of social media, Instagram, yep. everywhere else she is, because she's got great Spotify. 
great music out there, music that is releasing this year, she That'd said. So she fun. wouldn't commit to win. I tried, <laughs> but tried. she said this year. <laughs> yep. Well, that's... That was a blast. That's all we're going to get, but you know what? I'm looking forward to it whenever. Who is next? I mean, how do we top that one? We keep, I keep feeling like we just are reaching a new level each It's really fun. So. Thank you for being a part of the Reaction Therapy pod Podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Please subscribe, share yep. this, like it, pass it on, because that's what gets the word around about mental health yep. and the inside scoop on all of these artists. And we really appreciate you being a part of Reaction Therapy. Totally. Well... Guys, if you want to see a little extra clip, we have a little extra clip Ooh, from the Michaela there's more. interview. So if you want to see that, definitely go subscribe to our Patreon and YouTube members page. You'll be able to see it. They come out every Monday or every time we drop a podcast on the following Monday. So This is the part people that, don't understand about reaction therapy and these podcasts. That I know. There is a clip of the podcast that Nick pulls out and saves that nobody else sees except the members of Patreon and YouTube. So if you want to see a bonus clip, it's a little extra of Michaela, go subscribe to Patreon or YouTube. I'm telling you, it's, it's smallest levels, $4, I think, for a month. Yep. And you get a chance to have access to all of that inside scoop. Yep. So do that if you want to. Um, but without, I guess that'll, that'll do it. I don't know why I was about to say without further ado, but... Uh, I think that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michaela, for being on the Thank Reaction you, Therapy Michaela. Podcast. And we'll see you on the next, next Reaction, Reaction Therapy, Therapy Podcast. podcast.